Oh, I love that song. Love that song. Can't preach after that. You're just dead. Something's wrong. Hey, you know what? Keys are an important part of our lives, such an important part of our lives. And it, it is really annoying. I mean, when you lose your set of keys, right? Like it's like you lose your wallet. That's probably number one. But right there with it is losing your keys. Keys are so small. A key is very small, but it has such power in our lives, such intense power in our lives. Key, the word key is one of the most important words in our language. I mean, and it's one of the most important things that we, we possess, because if you lose the keys to your house, you really can't get into your house. How many people had to break their window or knock the door down or something to get in because you you locked yourself out or it's just annoying when you lock yourself out? You can't really get in your car and drive your car. Now, I know some people now have those just walk in and push that little button, but that's kind of a key too. you have to get into your car in order to push the button. You need some type of key to start your vehicle. And even even though the hotels have changed from like real keys, if you will, to pass keys, you need a pass key to get access into your hotel room. Keys are so small, but keys are so powerful. When you want to make a point, whenever I want to make a point in a sermon, I'll even write it in there. I'll put key next to it, a little arrow, you know, to make sure I, I give it emphasis. When I, I say this is our, this is a key point. If you want to make a, uh, an emphasis on something in your life or you tell someone you're having, you're telling the story. This is the key part of the story. You have to listen. Right. If you're doing a re- if you're having a recipe your your grandmother passed down a recipe. This is the key ingredient to the recipe without this key ingredient. It's not going to work when you keep it secret. It's a key ingredient. No matter what it is, this is the key to this. This is the key to that. This is the key to the point. Keys, the word key is so significant. Keys are so significant. See, locks can bring incredible security, right? We know that they can bring incredible security to our lives. But without the key, they can also keep us from what's most important to us. They keep what's most important to us out of reach. You can have a lock and you can lock it up and it's locked up and it's safe and secure and you feel secure, but without the key, it often keeps you from getting to what's most important in your life. And it's very, very frustrating. For example, when I was a youth pastor, we had a, we had a snack machine and a Coke machine in the youth room. And I had the key most of the time to the snack machine and the Coke machine. So if I put my money in the Coke machine and didn't give me my Coke, I'd open up the machine. I'd go in and I'd take my Coke out and I'd close the machine. Well, they had a snack machine there too. And about three o'clock in the afternoon, you know, you get a little hungry. And so I would go out to the machine and I would press B4 because B4 had famous, who likes famous Amos cookies? Okay. Now, hey, if you like them, put them in the freezer. You got to put them in the freezer and eat them when they're frozen. They're even better frozen, but they're good in the machine. So they're in the machine and I push B4. I'm like, anticipation. Famous Amos, come to me. Amos, you know. And so I push the button and and it was it was like your your heart just pounds because the little things start spinning and your famous Amos are coming more and more towards you. But all of a sudden at the edge, they're stuck. They're stuck in the machine. And I didn't have my key. And I'm like, hey, man, it's right there. But I can't get to him. And I'm hungry. 
So being a pastor, you can't do anything. You know, I, I took the machine. I shook the machine. Pick it up and shake it. I want, I want my famous Amos cookies. They're right there. They're locked away, keeping them safe from anyone who would want to steal famous Amos cookies. I wasn't stealing it. But I was kept from something that was important to me by the lock. So it's the lock will keep things secure. But if you don't have the key, it also locks away things that are extremely important or valuable in your life. The Bible has a lot to say about the word key. The Greek noun for key is kles. And the Greek word, the verb for key is kleo. And it's used very, very often in Greek literature. That word, that word key, the classical key, the classical Greek uses the word key to mean like a latch or a bolt or keys, if you will, or a bar, something, something that's that's locking something in. All right. It's holding. It has the ability to open those types of things up. More important for us this morning, though. The word key in the Bible has, has really spiritual significance. In Scripture, it's a symbol of authority. If you have keys, you have authority. You remember the guy in your school who walked around? He was a maintenance guy, and he had all the keys. And you were, you were like a little kid. You thought, oh, man, look at that guy. He's got the most keys. He has the authority to get in all the rooms. In the Bible, the word key is, is symbol, symbolizes authority. It's the ability to open or close something. And that's what I want to talk about this morning. That ability to open and that ability to close something with authority. In some places in the Bible, uh, the word key has a literal meaning. It's just very literal. The key means key. But in most places in the word of God, key is, is a symbol, is a spiritual symbol. It has symbol, symbolic significance. In Isaiah chapter 22 and verse 22, we see this kind of all wrapped up. It says this, I will place on his shoulder the key to the house of David. Symbolic, the key to the house of David. Listen to this. What he opens, no one can shut. And what he shuts, no one can open. Authority. To open and close, to have the ability, to have the authority to open and close something. And no one else, once you open it, it cannot, someone else cannot come along and close it. That's the Messiah. What he has the ability to open or the ability to close, he has the authority to do so. And no one can come and undo what he has done. In Luke chapter 11 and verse 52, there's a, there's a, there's a reference to the, the key of knowledge, having the, the key of knowledge. And it says this, it says, woe to you experts in the law, because you have taken away the key to knowledge. You yourselves have not entered but you have hindered those who were entering. And the key of knowledge represents Jesus Christ. It's Jesus Christ. The, 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 the point of the gospel is freeing people from Old Testament law. It frees us from the Old Testament law. You have now grace. Jesus Christ has come to earth. Jesus Christ was sent by the Father. We were separated from God. What is Easter all about? It's about us because of our sin being separated from God. God the Father loves us so much that he sends his only son to the earth to bridge the gap between us and him. And that's why Jesus comes to earth. And see, the, the, it points, this, the, the, the key points to the gospel, the gospel freeing people from Old Testament law. Jesus is the one who holds the key. Jesus, the one who holds the key, sets us free from the law, 
from spiritual death and from the weight of sin. All the things that are just piled on, all those things that you carry around. I don't care if you've never been to church before in your life. It's like having a backpack that you carry around. Everything that you do wrong is kind of loaded into that backpack and you're carrying that around. And what Jesus does, it comes along, he takes it and he takes it on himself and takes it off of your back and puts it on his He takes the weight of sin off of you. That's what he did on the cross. He took every sin that was ever committed by any human being, past, present, and future, and put it on himself. And when he died, that was taken from you. And when you have a relationship with him, what you do now is go to the Father, and Jesus is your, he's between you and the Father. He represents you to the Father. That's why when we pray, we say, in Jesus' name. Because Jesus has taken all those things upon himself and gives you freedom. You're no longer bound by the law. You're no longer waiting for spiritual death. See, the Bible says the power that Jesus has, all Jesus' power and authority is on full display at the resurrection. It's on full display when Jesus died on the cross, all of his power and, 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 and all and all of his authority was on full display when he was raised from the dead. When he when he died, he was put in the grave and when he raised from the dead, all that power and all that authority that we're talking about being the key was on full display for everyone to see. The resurrection basically says that everything that Jesus Christ ever taught was true. Because he backed it up. And if you would like, I I could spend hours with you going through this intellectually, okay? Intellectually going through the proof of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. This isn't something that's made up. This is historical fact. And I would be, I would love to sit down and talk to you about it. Because some people intellectually say, well, I don't understand. How can that actually happen? Let's get it, get together and talk about it. But right now, by faith, we believe that Jesus was raised from the dead. And see, through the power of the resurrection of Jesus Christ, we have been given the ability to overcome challenges in our lives. So you come in here and sometimes you expect a sermon to talk about, yeah, Jesus died and then he was crucified and they put him in a grave and he rose again. Hallelujah. And then you leave and you really don't think it has anything to do with you, but it has everything to do with you. Practically, it has everything to do with you. Because he is risen, if he then, if you have a relationship with him, the power of the res, the power that raised Jesus Christ from the dead is in you and gives you the ability to overcome any challenges that you may face in your life. So you were given when you came in a lock and a key, right? So I want you to take that out. I want you to hold everybody have the lock and key. Take your lock and key. Make sure you have one. All right. You were given a lock and key when you came in. That lock represents things in your life that are hidden away, that are that are that are hidden away. Uh, The life that you were designed to live by God, those things, all that God has you, they're locked up. Close the lock. Make sure the lock is closed. If you don't have one, make sure you get Kevin. Do you have you have them back there? Okay. if you don't have a lock, make sure there's people walking around with them. I want you to have one, but I want you to keep it closed. I want you to keep it closed. It represents those things in your life that are hidden away. The life that you were designed by God to live. So please keep those closed for right now. You see, when I say that, when when you talk about that lock being closed, 
this is what life can do to you sometimes, right? You all know this. If you're, if you're over a certain age, you know, eight, nine years old, you understand that. Life can throw things at you that are really difficult. And your environment growing up can do that to you. It can rob you of the person that you were created to be. All of a sudden, you don't know who you are anymore. All these, all these gifts, all these talents, all these abilities are locked away inside of you because of experiences that you've had. Maybe abuse that has gone on in your life. All these negative experiences that you have gone through have locked these things away. The person that God designed you to be are there. They're there, but they're locked away. Like I said earlier, a lock can keep you safe, but it also can limit your freedom. It can limit your freedom. Don't you love it when you go to your car and you lock your car in order to keep the things and your car safe? So when we leave our cars, we lock our cars, right? And I don't know about you, but isn't it really frustrating when you lock your car and you're like, no, the door's closing. It's like slow motion and it closes. And what's in there? Your keys, right? So wait, why are you upset? Your car's locked. Your stuff is safe, but now it's limited you. You are now limited by the lock because you don't have the what? The key. Your life is limited by your experiences, by the, by the abuse, by whatever you went to, the struggles you face in your life. It's kind of locked up in there. So it's, it's, it's a lock is good in some ways, but without the key, you got a problem. So you lock your stuff in the car. I, I'm, I'm 52 years old and maybe I'm a little crazy, but I've locked my key in the car one too many times. And so now when I go to lock my truck, all right, I, I lock, I, I, before I close the door, I had to push the buttons and everything. It's kind of a, I, I love this truck. You have to actually manually do things. So I, and then I look at the key and I look at the truck and I look at the key and I think, I have the key. Now I can close the door. Right. And I, I just wait. My brain, sometimes we have a conversation. The brain's like, there's the key. You're safe. Now you may close the door. Okay. I'm sorry. That's a, and I look at it. Some people might think I'm like crazy. But I'm standing there because the, the fear of that door going boom. And then you going, ah, right now you're limited. You could, you could say, well, I could walk and run. Yeah. You could still walk and run where you would like to go. But if you're at the mall, you want to get back here. It's going to take you a long time to walk or run. There's limitations with locks without the key. A lock becomes a burden without a key. Your life can become a burden if you don't have the key to unlock who you were designed and created to be. Does that make sense? You don't have to be a church person, okay? You don't have to know Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior at this point to understand what I'm saying. What is in you is locked away without the key. You're never going to understand your purpose for existence, your purpose in life. God, through Jesus Christ, can unlock all of that. What was done to you and what was locked away and what's what's keeping you from becoming the person you were created to be. Jesus is the lock, is the key that unlocks it, that unlocks your freedom to live the life that you were designed to live. See, Jesus' resurrection, this is what bugs me sometimes. 
Jesus' resurrection is not a really cool story that only has significance one day a year. You know, it, oh, Easter Sunday's coming. Yay, Easter Sunday. And so we go, and we hear the sermon. The guy's going to get up there. I don't usually wear a tie, but the guy in the tie is going to get up there. And if you're another church, he's wearing a suit or whatever else. And he's going to talk to me about this. La, 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 la. And I'm going to leave. And you think somehow that this story only has its significance one day a year. That's absurd. It has everything to do with your entire life. Jesus holds the key to all of life, to unlocking your full potential. It's not just something that you give up for Lent. It's something that you gain. We go through these religious rituals and we think, well, I've done my thing during this season. I gave something up. I did this. I went there. It's not about just giving something up. It's about gaining something. The access to your entire life. It's like you're living with your hands tied behind your back in shackles on your legs. The resurrection of Jesus Christ has everything to do with your life. Jesus holds the key to all of life. He holds the key to healing your past. He holds the key to your future success. He holds the key to unlocking, okay, or overcoming, if you will, your fears. He holds the key to overcoming your fears, Example, my number one fear in all of life was public speaking. I don't mean I was nervous. I almost, I can almost pass out from fear. When, it, when I was in a classroom, they said, everyone's going to go around and read. I panicked because I didn't want to talk or say anything in front of people. I didn't want to look stupid. I don't know what it was, but I was panicked with fear. How does a person go from that to now standing here? My heart is not beating very fast, except out of excitement. Okay, I don't have butterflies. I'm not nervous. If I mess up, I'll laugh with you after the service is over. I can't believe I said that. You know, I forgot that. That's okay. I don't I don't. How does that happen? You know what happens through the resurrection of Jesus Christ? Because Jesus Christ, through the power of his resurrection, has the ability to help me overcome my fears, no matter what they are. He holds the key to releasing all that guilt that you're feeling. You feel guilt for whatever it is, and Jesus holds the key to help you overcome that guilt. He holds the key to conquering that addiction. Some of you are addicted to whatever it is. He holds the key to help you overcoming that addiction. He holds the key to the purpose of your entire life. I want you to hold that key and I want you to hold that lock in your hand, this entire sermon. And I want you to think about the possibilities. Think about the possibilities of what God can do in your life if you would just open up and stop thinking that we're talking religion here. I don't care about religion. This is a relationship with a living God. You know what? Shock of all shocks for some of you. Okay, I'm being serious. There really is a God. There really is. He's not somewhere out there. He didn't drop some whatever seeds here and go away and kind of watch us from a distance. He is intimately involved in our lives. Jesus Christ is real. He was a real person who really walked the earth fully God and fully man. He really died on a cross. They put him in a grave. He was really dead. And then he really rose again in three days. It's real. It's all real. This is a relationship with the living God, and it has everything to do with your life. Jesus' power through the resurrection gives you the power, gives you the power to do incredible things. Jesus gives you the power to live by faith. Because he rose from the dead, I can live by faith. 
I can have a faith that can move mountains. I can do incredible things because of what God did through Jesus Christ. First Corinthians 614 says by his power, God raised the Lord from the dead and he will raise us also. What can man do to me? I have no fear of humans. I have no fear of what people can ever do to me. Why? Because they can't. They can, you can take my life, but you can't take my eternal life. He will do to me what he did to Christ. I will be raised up in the last day and I will live on regardless of what any human can possibly say or do to me. He gives us the power to conquer, like I said, our fears and to develop our character. Second Timothy 1 7 says this for the spirit God gave us does not make us timid or fearful. It means timid or fearful. He did not give us a spirit of timidity or, or, or fear, but give us the, gives us power, love, and self-discipline. You have, you have things in your life you want to change. You have personality flaws. You have issues that are going on in your mind, your heart. You're struggling emotionally with things. He can, he can solve all those things. If you understand who he is, if you have a relationship with him and through the power of the resurrection, he can take care of all those problems. He gives you the power to overcome the roadblocks to your success. You want to be successful in life. Jesus Christ helps you overcome the roadblocks to the success that he has for you. Colossians 1:11 says, "Be strengthened with him, be strengthened with all power according to his glorious might, so that you may have great endurance and patience." Because Jesus is risen, he gives us the power to overcome any limitations. Any limitations. Ephesians 3:20 reminds us Now to him who is able, to him, to him who is able to do immeasurably more, listen to the words, than all that you can ever think, ask, or imagine, according to his power, wait a second, that is at work within you and 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 all of you. What power are we talking about according to his power? What power is that? The power of the resurrection of Jesus Christ that is at work within who? With no, say it within. Yeah, you, me, wait, right, right. The power of the resurrection is at work within me. When you figure that out, life becomes really fun. It really does. Because all those naysayers and all those people said you can't, you're not smart enough, you're not whatever. That all of those people start to fade away in your mind because he gives us the power to face and defeat any obstacles that this world can throw at us. In Luke chapter 10 and verse 19, it says, I have given you authority to trample on snakes and scorpions, meaning the powers of this world, any power in this world and to overcome all power of the enemy, any spiritual power. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. That's where that that's what we're talking about here. There is no power out there that is greater than the power that is in here. The the living God in you, the Holy Spirit living in you, the power, of the resurrection in you. Nothing, it says, can harm you Through the power of his resurrection. This is really cool. The power of his resurrection. My weaknesses become my strengths. I said that before. How is it? I'm standing up here talking to you. How is that? Because that was a weakness. My weaknesses become my strengths. In 2 Corinthians 12, 9, it says, But he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in your weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weakness so that Christ's power may rest on me. See, when you heard and you believed the gospel of Jesus Christ, 
When you heard and believed the gospel, it came with a power to transform every area of your life. You're just not tapping into it sometimes. When you, when you heard the gospel and you believed that it was true, that Jesus Christ is truly who he said he was, that he really was alive and he really did raise from, he died and was raised from the dead. When you believe that, that comes with a power to transform every area of your life. The gospel of Christ is the key to unlocking our potential. The gospel of Jesus Christ, who Christ is, unlocks our full potential. First Thessalonians chapter one, verse five says, because our gospel came to you, not simply with words, not simply with words, but with power, with the Holy Spirit and with deep conviction. Now, some of you are thinking, well, you know, I don't, I don't, you know, I've been a Christian for a while and I don't feel that power right now in my life. You know, it's just not, I'm just not feeling that power. Have you ever noticed that it's usually the last key on the ring that opens the door? Isn't that annoying? I think it's supernatural. I think God and I think the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit sit up there and go, watch this, watch this. They, they, swip your, they, they move your key you know, around on your ring. You know what I mean? Oh, this is the one. Oh, I thought that was the one. Oh, they don't, I'm just kidding. They don't really do that. <laughs> Maybe they do. I don't know. But I think it's like supernatural because it seems like it's the last key on the ring that opens the door. And especially, right, right, when it's raining. When, right, when the weather's horrible, this past February, if you couldn't find your, you find your key fast, it's like, rah, 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 you know, you froze. <laughs> they carried you in your house. Well, look, you froze to the door because you couldn't find your key fast enough. And it's really, it gets really, really frustrating. But here's the thing. God understands us better than we understand ourselves. He understands what we need to experience. He understands what we need to learn, just like a parent understands what their child needs to learn in order to grow and become everything that a child can become. You're a good parent. You don't give your child everything they want right away, right? You don't. It's not a good parent. That's called a bad parent. So what we need to do is we need to be patient and never give up. As we learn, as we try to learn and understand and use God's power to break the bonds that hold us. Now, I say that. okay, and you're thinking, yeah, that sounds really cool, but I'm going through a tough time right now. I know when it's raining and you're trying to open the open the lock. It's hard when you're going through a struggle. It's really hard not to get it right away. But we need to learn to be patient because God will help us open that, that lock, whatever it is, open that door when it's in his timing. And I'm not just throwing out Christian cliches. I'm talking about a loving father who, will, who, who has an infinite mind helping human beings with finite minds and letting them know this is the best time for this. This is the best time for that. We need to have faith. That's why I was talking about the resurrection. Give us the power to live by faith, the power to live by faith and not always get what we want when we want it because it's not good for us. But we need to be patient. We need to learn to use God's power to break those bonds. I mean, think about what we're celebrating today. We're celebrating the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And think of what he was able to overcome here. Think about it. He overcame. And I, you, you think about the things that you've been through in your own life. Jesus Christ, through his resurrection, overcame betrayal to give you the power to overcome betrayal. You've been betrayed, some of you. Jesus Christ has, has, has had the power through the resurrection to overcome abuse. 
I mean, think about the abuse he went through, that crown of thorns. If you can see that, imagine that being on your head. And that's just a small part of what he went through. The abuse, the physical, the emotional, the spiritual, the verbal abuse that he went through. And he overcame it to give you the power to overcome your abuse, whatever it is, whoever inflicted it upon you. He overcame his wounds to give you the power to overcome your wounds, whether they're physical wounds, whether they're emotional wounds, whether they're spiritual wounds, whatever they are. He gives you the power to overcome them. He overcame hell to give you eternal life. He overcame the grave to give you the power to live now, right now. He has called you. He has gifted you. He has designed you. And he wants you to live that life to build his kingdom right now. See, this is is really cool. I love about Jesus and I love about the resurrection. Not even death could hold him. They killed him when they killed him. They stuck him in a grave and they rolled a big old stone in front of that grave. Okay, in front of the hole of the grave. They put a lock there. That's what they were doing. As they were doing. You want to talk about a lock? A massive stone rolled in front of there to make sure no one's getting in and no one's getting out. The only problem with their lock is they didn't really realize that the one in the grave is the key that opens any lock. They didn't understand that. They thought they were done. They thought it was over. They thought it was over, but far from it. And that same power, that same power that was able to move that stone, the same power that was able to raise Jesus Christ from the dead is in you, lives in you. See, that's what we need to understand. It lives in us. And that's the key that I want to talk about. That's the key that we're talking about this morning. When I say the word key, that is the key. That is the power we're talking about. That's the power that rushes through your body. That's the same power, the same power that raised Jesus Christ from the dead, that rolled that stone away is a power that rushes through your body that you have access to. Ephesians chapter six and verse 10 says, finally, be strong in the Lord and his and his mighty power. Be strong in the Lord and his mighty power. Some of you are living like victims. Some of you are living like you are beaten, like you are defeated. And so you reach for a bottle, you reach for some pills, thinking that is going to save you. What you don't realize, it is not from the outside, that things from the outside that you need. The power that you need comes from within. It's not reaching for something that will anesthetize you. The power that you need doesn't come from the outside. It comes from within. It is the power of God. It is the power of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Now, you may be thinking, yes, that makes sense, but I'm not Jesus and I can't do what he did. I know you're not Jesus. I'll stop there. I know you're not Jesus. But through the power of the resurrection of Jesus Christ, you can do what other people think is impossible. What they would consider impossible. I love it. If I say I'm going to do something, if I say we as a church or a group of us, we're going to do something. Please, please, I beg you, tell me that's ridiculous. You can't do that. Please say that. Because through the power of the resurrection of Jesus Christ, we can do what others would consider impossible. John 14, 12. Very truly, I tell you, whoever believes in me will do the works I have been doing. And they will do even greater things than these because I am going to the Father. 
Did you, did you hear that? Think about all the things that Jesus Christ did on earth. The body of Christ. He said, you, the body of Christ, will do even greater things than these because I am going to the Father. The enemy wants you to stay in fear. Wants you to stay in fear and in bondage and in shackles and enslaved. That's where the enemy wants you. Wants you to live out all those fears and all that, you know, what people told you in the past. Because Satan has lied to you. And then he has locked those lies away deep in your heart. And so now what you're doing, what you don't even realize, but maybe you'll wake up this morning. What, you'll, what you're doing is you're living out those lies. You're not living out your destiny. You are not living out your destiny. It's locked. He has locked it in your heart. He's put it in your heart. And you're not living out what he has designed and created you to do. You know why? Because you can't, right? You're not smart enough. You're not strong enough. You're not something enough. Physically, you're just not enough physically. You're just not enough intellectually. You're just not enough whatever. And I say to that, my greatest weakness will become my greatest strength. Right? God will use the weakness that you tell me is a weakness to do great things just to shut you up. How's that? Right? Just to shut the critics up. You're not supposed to say shut up for some of the kids, but in church, and you do it this way, I'm talking good way, so yeah, you can say shut up. <laughs> See, it's time you started living out your destiny, the destiny that God has for your life. It is time that you started living that out. It's time that you, that you use the key, that you use the power, that you use the authority that you have in Jesus Christ. You know you have the key living in you. You have the power living in you, the power of the resurrection. You have the authority that is in Jesus Christ that he has given you. So you need to unlock the life that God has created you to live right now i want you to take that lock out and i want you to together let's unlock that unlock it and what, I, what we're talking about here is we're unlocking all the potential all the things that have been locked away that god has designed you to do how god has designed you to live take that out unlock it and as you unlock it remember this okay today this day this day right now sunday Begins a new chapter in your life. You're opening up a new chapter in your life and all the pages are blank. Now you get to write the future with God's help. He will show you what you were designed to do. But first you have to unlock that and you, have, you need to lay aside the lies and unlock the potential that God has placed in your heart. Allowed you, allow yourself to become the person that God has designed you to be through the power of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Through the key through the key. See, as a lock opens a door, I truly believe that some of you need to start living and open and walk through a different door. You've been, you've been living one way. It's time to live a different way. It's time to open the door to another life, to another experience, as difficult as that may be. It's time to experience freedom. You think you're free, but you're not. You're not free. All those things you're doing right now, they're just burdens that are being piled on you. All those things you're experiencing are just things that are holding you down. It's time to experience freedom and to leave behind those old habits, 
and those old failures and the abuse and the pain and the shame and the loss. It's time to let those things go. In John 8, 36, it says, so if the sun sets you free, you will be free indeed. And that is the truth. As the sun sets you free, you will be free indeed. Now that it's open, in just a moment, I want you to close it again. Okay? So hear these words. The lock should be open. And in just a moment, I'm going to ask you to close it again. But this time, locking away those things that have gripped you. Locking away those things that have held you back. Locking away those lies. All those words and the abuse and all the, locking away all those things, the hurts, the hang-ups, the stress, the struggles, the addictions, locking all of those things away. So right now, all the things that are in your mind that the Holy Spirit is putting in your mind, let them fall into, if you will, that lock. And in a moment, I want you to close it again. I want you to close that lock once again. But this time, I want you to close it on this fence. As we sing the song, I want you to come up and I want you to take that lock and close it on the fence. And I want you to leave it here. I want you to leave it behind. That fence represents that, that, that chain link fence represents the chains that have been holding you back. And that lock is now taking all those things that have been holding. And I want you to put it on that fence and I want you to leave it here. But I want you to take the key as a reminder of who Jesus Christ truly is. As a reminder that he has set you free. To remind you, listen, every one of you, to remind you this is a new day. You get a do-over like when you were a little kid and the ball got hit out of bounds. A do-over. It's a do-over. Today's a do-over. Today we start again. To remind you that today is a new day. That today is resurrection day. I want you to bow your heads with me real quick. Bow your heads with me. Some of you, you're listening to this and you're like, Holy mackerel, that makes sense. I've only come to church a couple times in my life, but that, that makes sense. Finally, something makes sense. That's why I feel the way I feel. It's why I'm struggling with what I'm struggling with. I have this awesome, loving God who wants to have a relationship with me, and I don't have it. Romans 10, 9 in the Bible says this. If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord... And you believe in your heart with what little you know right now. You can be taught so much more. But with what little you know that you believe that God raised him from the dead. It just takes faith. Then you will be saved. You will be in a relationship with him. John 3.16 says, for God so loved the world. That means you individually. That God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. That whoever believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. It's simple. Pray a simple prayer with me. You don't have to say it out loud. Just say it in your heart. It's simple. God, I'm separate from you. I'm separated from you. Because of my sin. I don't need a pastor or a Bible to tell me that I'm not perfect. And that I sin. And I do wrong. And I'm separated you because of, because of that sin. I ask for Jesus Christ to come into my life that he would hold one hand up to you and one hand down to me and bridge that gap I ask Jesus Christ to come into my life Father fill me with your spirit 
Show me my purpose. Help me to overcome all those things that are holding me back. Give me new life. In Jesus' name. Amen. Here's what I'd like you to do. I'd like you to come and I'd like you to put the, your lock on the gate. But here's what I, I know. This is, if you don't want to do it, it's totally okay. But if you prayed that prayer for the first time, okay? If you prayed for that prayer for the first time, why don't you come up first and put your lock on there? If you're too nervous, it's totally fine. I don't want to stress you out. But if you feel bold enough, if you still feel strong enough, I'd like you to come up and take that lock first and put it on that fence. As, as we sing this song together, let's, let's proclaim our relationship with him. Let's proclaim our relationship with him. And let's leave behind those things that are holding us back from becoming the person that God has created us to be. Amen. This is such you know, incredible truth for our lives. And there is power in Jesus' name to break every single chain that we can find ourselves in. And we know that can be incredibly difficult to remember sometimes and to remind ourselves if we're going through these difficult times, these different circumstances. But we have some materials on this tall table, sort of tall, tallish table here in the back in the middle and then back here in this corner. And you can go back there and there you can find some things there to make your key to take that key and turn it into a bracelet, a necklace, put it on your key ring, uh, maybe just tie some leather on it and put it, make a bookmark or hang it somewhere in your house where you're going to rewind it, maybe in your car. Uh, just let this key serve as a reminder to you that Christ has set you free and that the power that raised Jesus from the dead and rolled that stone away is inside each one of you this morning. So we're going to sing this song and just give you the time to respond to Christ, to bring your lock forward, to put that stuff away where it belongs, and to take that key and use that as a way to remember who he is and what he's done for you. So we're just going to sing this song, and as you finish, you're dismissed, you can go, and we just want to encourage you to spend the rest of this day celebrating who he is.